All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. First round robin is complete. All right. We are through the first set of games the 100 Thieves will play. And now we are officially entering into a state of pseudo mourning. <laughs> illustrated by Jordan symbolically shaving the beard off. That's right. Cole. It's kind of like it's kind of like the the playoff beards that mm-hmm. hockey players grow. Yeah. It's like once things are all over, yeah. you just shave it off. And you, you keep the, uh, the ho- it's the, called the hopes and dreams beard. And uh, well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so what does that tell you, folks? Uh, um, actually, no, this is just my, my spring look. This is the spring uh, trim. The, the chipper, chipper Jordan. Yeah, March is here. I don't know. I'm feeling refreshed. Back to... Full, full, four or five times more full than mine by next week. Oh, we'll have to see. Um, well, we got some things to take care of on the pod tonight. Some things to talk about. Uh, let us before it gets too heavy. Well, Nine Inch Nails already made it kind of heavy. But yeah. before it gets even heavier, let us acknowledge Rip It Energy <laughs> Fuel for powering what we do here. I've got another F-bomb. This feels appropriate time to drop an F-bomb. I agree. Um, and Elgato for providing our lighting and streaming capture equipment. And just for being great friends, great pals, friends yeah. of the streamer world. They are They're really so friendly. Awesome. They are. Well, thanks to them. I'm not excited about the conversation tonight. Yeah. But it's a conversation we got to have. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to focus on the games this week. This is both a function of super week with three games and the fact that this seems more appropriate to talk about things as a whole right now. So we're going, we're going to just make some quick observations from each of the games and then get right to the meat of the conversation, uh, which will, you know, explore fun topics that everybody definitely wants to be talking about halfway through the spring split and do some listener takes all that good stuff. So, yep. I would normally say, we got a fun show for you today. All right. Not wow. sure I can promise a fun show. <laughs> It'll at least be interesting, Cole. It will. Well, uh, I guess we should, we should do it then. Okay. TSM was the first game of the week. And Jordan, boy, howdy, we started off. We started off. Started off <laughs> with a win. Yeah. And um, what's their current record? One Their current record is eight. one and f- one and eight. Is it one and eight? Did they get a second win in there? I, I know they're in tenth place. It's it's they're for sure. In, it's they're not one good and eight for them. They're one and eight. Gosh, wow. who is the one? Who is the one? Was it CLG? Uh, yeah, I think so. No, oh. CLG beat them famously. It was it was probably Team Liquid. You know how these things go. Yeah, uh, I want to say it was another team at the time who was like bottom of the standings. Yeah, well, perhaps they beat each other up. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This isn't talk TSM. Nope. It's, you know. Uh, observations from the TSM game. They they suck. <laughs> they really suck. Yeah. 
Uh, we got we got our first look at uh, Abadaga Ari. Ari. Mm-hmm. Actually looked pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with that pick. I've seen us hover it before. Mm-hmm. It's meta. Uh, it's meta too. It's getting... It's meta. Plenty of play. And it looked good in this game, man. Yeah. Um, it was not like the cleanest game, um, but we had a someday carry situation as uh, we got used to. We got Trindamir into Gwen mm-hmm. and Trindamir slicing and dicing, making things happen, as Pacer Jeez. Time would say. We had more uh, top lane ganks, top, great top lane ganks from Closer and Someday. Yep. Um, they actually had an early game gold lead. We pulled it back. A um, lot of gank attempts from both sides here. Huni had a pretty and good game. Jordan, yeah, I, I was not going to get through this without you. <laughs> it was. He had a. Yeah, he had a better than you would think stat line uh, of 05 and 0. 05 <laughs> and 0. 05 and 0. It, better, better than it seemed. Yeah. Uh-oh. It sounds worse on paper than it was. Uh, one more time for the people in the back. Jordan just doesn't get it. I don't get it. He's tried. I don't get it. And, and then stuff like this happens, and I'm like, I'm looking around the room. Anybody else noticing this? <laughs> <laughs> just me they you know cole we we're feeling a bit subdued whoo tsm they have some things to work some demons to exercise at least we're not tsm yeah. right yeah at least we're not tsm um but yeah I, th- I thought the game was a little back and forth early uh made me a little nervous but um really good macro out of the team in the second half of the game uh com- compare or combined with some excellent team fighting especially from abadaga you go watch Abadaga split pushes, does his duty, and then pops off in team fights. Yeah. It looked good. That was the end of the good news this weekend. Ooh. Yeah. Now, for C9, I don't have anything else to say about this TSF. Just boom, played well. Macro looked good, like I said. That's about it. I, it's TSM. They're one and eight. I might also say TSM is one of those teams. And I don't, I don't know if you know any of these other teams like this, but well, it seems we look at the names and you're like, those are some pretty impressive players. I'm not sure why they are turning in a performance like this. It's confusing to me. Um, I don't know. It feels like there's another team I saw recently that was kind of similar, but I can't place it. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It doesn't ring a bell okay. for me. Oh, we go to C9. Yeah, MVP speaker, right? How's he doing? Yeah, I mean, he's not not great so far as the record goes. Um, yeah, I guess so. It's been a... I don't think he's likely to get MVP one, right? this split. No, I don't think I don't think it's looking likely either. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that we've had our fun to make ourselves yeah, feel better by picking on helpful the old bully. <laughs> now we got to talk about the C nine game. Now here's here's all I want to say about C nine. Mm-hmm. I'm now this is all I want to say about them, but it's going to take me a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm settled in here. This loss was not as bad as it seemed. It really wasn't. And uh, I was listening to some other podcasts that shall be unnamed. And people really chalked this up as like a destruction of Hunter T. It was like, oh, C9 soundly defeated them. Mm. And it's kind of true. Yeah. But it's also kind of not. We had really bad luck in this game 
you have you you know you have those games where like you can just feel it. It's like well nothing is is gonna break for us in the right direction. And this was one of those games. I actually I actually wanted to show a few clips, Ooh. Jordan, if Ooh. you don't mind, please. Um, I love clips that highlight just some of the mistakes we made. Now these are situations where it could have easily done something different in the end, but we just barely screwed it up, mm-hmm. right? By making a dumb decision. And before you roll the clips, can I ask you? Sometimes things just happen in a way that is truly unlucky. Are you suggesting that some of these things were out of our hands? Or are you suggesting that these are mistakes we made that, that were compounded in a pretty, um, significant way? I think that it's a combination of both. There were some mistakes that were really poorly timed. Mm -hmm. And then there were some very close, like, almost plays yeah. yeah that ended up being very disastrous for us because they didn't work out and if they do work out we're in a much different situation so this was like kind of a harbinger of what was going to happen because like the wheels totally fell off yeah by sunday and honestly i've played games not just league of legends games but rocket league games i've played valorant games it's just like this where things just don't go your way mm-hmm. and it's just not not your day yeah um <clears throat> let's let's look at a couple of these clips really quick and i'm sorry for the audio listeners we'll we'll try and make this quick and, and do the best we can we'll there. do a play-by-play um got a got a quick got a quick uh selection here from the game so we're nine minutes in and we're fighting over Harold, mm-hmm. right and it's a good contest from us blabber has to get out of there and hecarim dies okay yep that would be the last time Hecarim died. And I think the only time this season that Hecarim has died against us, by the way. Ooh. But, um, so, okay. I didn't actually, when we went in to contest that, didn't think it was going to go our way. So happy that it did, right? Now, Summit's chilling up top. We go in against Fudge. Realm Warp happens. And so we're like, okay, look at this. We won that. We won that. That's ours now. Yeah. That's not yours. And you know what? Neither is Blue Buff. Blue Buff isn't yours either. <laughs> Abadaga kind of low. Closer is taking blue while everybody else finishes off the Herald, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ours. We won that. And now it's like, ah, oh, we're kind of feeling ourselves a bit. Well, here but comes here comes Winsome. Winsome. The headbutt actually misses. So we pop off with the combos. So Abadaga and Closer go in, followed by Huhi. Now the Jinx Rocket misses. You see that? Mm-hmm. Jinx Rocket barely missed yep. there. Yep. All right, just watch this setup. Yeah, it, that, so that setup, goes in. Way, this moment where the Jinx Rocket sails through, it's the only oh. version you saw, I believe. <laughs> and it was sad. It's, like, wow, it's so yeah. close. If that lands, we may, we may just play the rest of this better. Yeah, because we don't have to chase. But it doesn't. Here's the key thing. Yeah. We don't have to chase if that lands. But instead, exactly. look at these two guys right at the choke point. They walk forward to try to secure this kill. And then, you know what happens? Berserker happens. Let's roll it. So, oh, Berserker over the wall. Boop. Um, with the ulti. Winsome is Alster, so you know he gets away. He <laughs> always gets away. There goes one. There goes two. Summit is here just tearing through us. There goes three. Oh. Yeah. And they're going to walk away. That was a one now, fight. Actually, it looked like he was going to get one more kill here, but they, they actually get away. So it was a one fight. You're right. It was a one fight. If we turn around and don't engage this right here, 
we're fine. Or if the Jinx rocket lands, we're probably fine. Maybe not, we'll see. But instead, we just get ripped apart. Yeah. Because we're in the choke point. Overstaying, okay? That's one of those plays where, ah, it really sucks. Could have gone, could have gone differently, but it didn't. And we didn't, we didn't make a safe play, mm-hmm. and we paid for it, yep. okay? So you think, eh, not too big of a deal. We're down a little bit of gold, but hey, we got objective bounties. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, I love those. So let's <laughs> fast forward to here. We're two and a half K gold behind. All right. Mm-hmm. And I think we're fighting this as if we're even with them. So just watch this fight over blue buff. Now they're going to leave. Oh, but who he, look at who he gets to with the solar flare. That's what I'm talking about, son. Ooh. And so if you notice here, there's a charm from Abadaga and I think a Zenith blade from who at the same time. So charm lands. So he starts getting charmed, but then he gets rooted by who he's Zenith blade. Yep. So the charm doesn't like finish and who he gets flipped forward and boom, bounce house time, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of CC. And then there's blabber, of course, to jump right through the middle of this because he's Hecarim. Oh, Fear on two. Whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, what if who he doesn't get so hyphy here? Mm-hmm. What if we actually got Winsome down? We, what what if? Cole? Still might have come in, come out even. I don't know. His, his CSing is just too good, man. Well, as you know, C9 places a great deal of emphasis on support CS. I know. And cl- with clear effect, Cole. <laughs> he can't lose these fights. He's he's down five CS. What? Wait. What? Now, Am I seeing that right? <laughs> five CS. Fast forward. We got some objective bounties in this game, as I mentioned. <clears throat> it's almost 20 minutes in. Gold lead has shrunk a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here we are in mid lane. And we think we have a fight. Okay. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Baron Pit. Sorry, I was reading the clip wrong. We think we have a fight here. Wait, we're getting pincered by Dragon, Summit, Dragon and we're Pit? like, oh no, let's go. Dragon Pit? Right? Summit's over here. What did I say? Baron. Oh, my bad. Dragon no, Pit. So, so, it's like, let's go. Someday goes in on Summit, tries to land Floss to and it does not land. No one follows Someday. All right? Yeah. So watch this. No one follows him. Mm. They're scared of Blabber because he's on Hecarim, and they know if they move away from him, he's going to charm him back, right? Yeah. Based on the directionality of that old. Abadaga finally gets over there. Oh, let me rewind it here. Abadaga finally gets over there. and Watch what he does. Flash charm, right? Mm-hmm. Flash charm on Summit. Right here. Summit dodges out of the way. Okay? So cool. it doesn't land. And what does that mean? Someday, less HP, lots of time wasted. And in the meantime, we've given over... Hmm kill yep right so fbi is down who he's nowhere to be found maybe he died earlier maybe Dude, he had he, to go he just, back he also got wiped out in that oh did he earlier yeah. and then just look at this we just get scattered and we run for the hills and actually a lot of this pretty close you know what i mean so what if fbi survives yeah what if that kill goes over hmm you know, and that was the kind of game it was for us. It was like, 
if that flash charm <clears throat> lands from Abadaga, that fight goes differently. And maybe we're in the game, yeah. you know, the, all night that was happening. Yeah. And, and let me, let me add another layer to this. I think that, so the question I asked you earlier, is this us being unlucky or I mean, like sometimes things happen in league, like a guy walks away with four HP. Like you could say that's pretty unlucky, right? Yeah. Now, technically, it's not unlucky because yeah. the numbers are the numbers. It feels unlucky. It feels unlucky. Um, I think that these plays you just highlighted <clears throat> are a, a really good illustration of what one of the main differences in this game was as I saw it, and that was hands. So in this last play, <laughs> you, you called out the flawless duet. That's Summit stepping up. He steps forward instead of back to dodge that flawless duet. And then Abdaga flash charms and he's dashing through, I think through the uh, Vanguard's edge out of the way of the charm. Summit is cracked. This dude is so good. Um, there was another play. How many times did Berserker die in this game? Zero? That's the safe bet. At, at <laughs> one point he's godlike. I think it was zero. Uh, yeah, zero. 10 and 5 Okay, 10 and 5 Closer did you, you didn't put this play up. Closer made what would have been a very sick play. And if you think back to our top 25 plays of last year, we know that this dude has the ability to do this like nobody in the LCS. Uh, he does ward hop, kick. He's going to get Berserker. He's going to feed him to the wolves, um, deliver him into the waiting arms of the entire team. But you know what happens instead? Gale Force. I went back and watched this play. It is so sick. This is such a sick play from Berserker. He sees closer. They've done, there was a recent analysis of how fast you have to be when there is a, I think it was, I can't remember who it was. It was some, it was some commentator. Maybe it was Jat or maybe it was uh, even Bjergsen or something. But he did the ward hop and then he kicked when he got there, right? Because you flash, you prime the kick, kick some, I don't know exactly right. what works. I'm playing recent. Um, no, I'm not good at league. But he did what he does in which won us games last last year and big games on the same mm -hmm. exact target getting the ADC into the middle of our team where they have no chance especially as a Felios you are so dead um, but Berserker hits a gale force as he's coming so instead of the kick sending him north the kick is sending him south he dashes just far enough that the kick is it, it's going in the same direction it, that is he a is. help yeah. So he kicks him into his turret. It's insane. And then Winsome, who, despite having a horrible game being down CS, played it incredibly. <laughs> he he head he headbutts Lee Sin. And if you're not looking closely, and I think even the, the I think I don't think Pastry even caught this. It looked like, and when I was watching it live, I was like, dude, Closer just thirsted so hard for this. He jumped in further. No, he got headbutted. He was, it was just a, C9 is so good. Like, these players are so good. They were playing, they were finessing us in ways that I don't typically see or maybe have never seen. Like, some of these <laughs> interactions, Gale forcing, and people who play a lot, I'm sure, have seen this. I've never seen this in the LCS. Somebody completely neutralizing, and in fact, countering, hard countering a Lee Sin kick with a Gale force in what could have been a pretty big play. Right, closer getting in, getting all of that bounty off Berserker, killing him. We could have had a, a play at, at an objective. 
and we had objective bounties. So maybe we get like 16,000 yeah. gold for it. You know, the dudes are just good. <laughs> Seems about right for objective bounties. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're good. But again, these are a lot of mistakes of our own volition, right? These are for like sure. overstays or chases or yep. thirsts or whatever. Um, they are team fights where we're not together. You know, uh, there's lots of stuff like that. And then on top of that, all I'm saying is it came real close. I mean, think about it. <clears throat> Despite everything that happened, we were still kind of in that game, mm -hmm. you know, against C9. So I left that game being like, look, that is a really tough loss to stomach mentally. Um, in the end, it looked like we got stomped. Yeah. I don't, I don't count that as a stomp personally. If you want to, you're free to, yeah. I won't yeah. debate you. That's fine. Like, yep. you want to call it a stomp? Cool. But I didn't feel it like it. Ended it ended like a stomp. It ended in a way that was mm -hmm. completely one-sided, you know? And then, and then, and then, we played Dignitas on Sunday. Oof. Now, <clears throat> there are, there's like no end to the amount of weird plays oh, from this. In gosh. fact, you know, it, the casters calling out just how weird and yeah. off everything felt. Yeah was very emblematic of, of the game as a whole. You know, like it was like, all right, I don't know where we are. Yeah. I don't know why our players are playing that way. Their players were playing weird too. Yeah. It looked um, super sloppy. It was such an incredibly sloppy game. It, it was one of the worst games seen. Now, <clears throat> I, I don't know what happened to Abadaga. I really don't know. More conversation on him coming in a minute, but his like... Oh, hi, you're here. Would you like to kill me? Let me turn around and walk back towards you for no <laughs> earthly reason. That was, that I think is the single most inexplicable play I've ever seen in LCS. Yeah. I've only been watching since 2018, but I can't think of a, of a more inexplicable play than that. I'm not sure what the thought was. And he had flash. Yeah. And it was just like, eh. Do you want to just kill me? I guess I could just head back. I don't, I really, I can't, I can't describe it. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Someone said, mentions charms in, in Twitch chat. You know, he was on quirky for this game. Um, he missed, he missed, as we pointed out, he missed a, a big charm against C9, <laughs> but yeah, like, whoo, I don't know what was going there. Uh, I thought his other kill where he got like killed by the wraparound of um, the Hecarim ult. Yeah. Like it was still not great, but I mean, I get it. Mm -hmm. This one I just didn't get. Yeah. Right. Like there, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be a reason that that's it, like he was, <laughs> was he trying to anticipate a skill shot? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm trying to be charitable here. I can't think of it. I'm trying. That is extremely charitable of you. I mean, it's a victor, <laughs> right? So yeah. he's got the straight line in front of him shot. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And you've got flash. And you've got flash. Right. So I I don't know what happened there. We had a it was major. It was blue. Yeah. Who owned Abadaga earlier in the season as well. Um hmm. we had major, major, major team fight miscommunications throughout this. Yeah. Um, looked like people weren't at all on the same page. The Abadaga package to mm. 
take the dragon where no one cared. <laughs> no one does putting damage on it. <clears throat> just I don't know if anyone was even listening to him. Maybe the teams just blocked this guy out since he's hasn't looked great. Yeah. I don't know, but th- th- and, and just ton of like scattered. We're not sure what we're doing in fights moments. And Jordan, despite everything we saw, including the single most inexplicable kill I've ever seen in LCS, the game was pretty much even at 24 minutes. That's, uh, that's something. Didn't Abadaga, sorry, what? Just, uh, didn't he also get killed by Tom Kench, so killed? No, that was FBI who got, okay. who got killed by the Tom Kench. <laughs> no. Solo killed under the Tom Kench's turret. Oh, yeah, because he went back to try to get another. Like, that's the exact kind of play where you look at it and you're like, what? Second, second time that's happened to FBI this year. Not that he's been solo killed, but that he clearly walked right into the Tom Kench W. Yeah. He should, maybe there's an observer bug. He's a spectator bug. I don't know. It's not a spectator. Maybe there's a know. client bug. We're going to talk about that. Graphical We'll bug. talk about it. But this was just the weirdest game. Yeah. And and one of the most forgettable games in Hunter Thieves history. Like, I can't think of a game off the top of my head where I felt we played worse than that. That's that's what I said to you earlier before we went live is this this has to at least be in the conversation for the worst we've ever looked. We yeah. just it was usually in a bad game, you'll have a couple people making a play where you're just like, whoa, that's a real stinker. Man, that's a <laughs> You're going to wish you hadn't or, done or that Or just one. one person running it down. Yeah. Instead of multiple. This was across the board, basically, except for uh, poor, poor someday. <laughs> poor someday. Um, even he didn't have a perfect game, you know? No. But look, all that to say, this was like the worst possible end to our round Robin that we, we could have, you know? Yeah. It's like, what does a victory against TSM mean right now? Doesn't mean anything. We lost a tough mental game against C9. And then we just absolutely lost our brains for Dignitas. And there aren't any excuses for this. Okay. So it was just a bad game. It was just very awful. I don't know what happened. No one was clear or paying any attention. Yep. So that's the state right now of the team. Now, I tweeted um, after that match that we have no right to call ourselves title contenders right now. No. I still believe that. So someone um, someone on Twitter was replying to me and saying that's like an overreaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can make it through being five and four and our, our current form being in this yeah. bad of a state and, and be like, no, we're title contenders. Now, can we get back there? Possibly. Yeah. We have the talent, I think. Um, to be a title contender, but there is no world right now where we should be taken seriously as title contenders. We've not earned it. We have not proved it. Yep. <clears throat> so I think, I think we need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> like what's, what's different about this team that just won LCS a split ago and is, and just beat world champions EDG in a curb stomp much more convincing than our, than C9 beat us this past weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now we're here. So that's what doesn't make any sense to me. I kept, I keep coming back to that. It would be so much different if you could point to something to say, you know, like when we got bang, right? It was pretty easy to point to it and say that clearly is just not working. This is the exact same team. 
So what do you point to to say, well, that's clearly an issue? Well, Jordan, oddly enough, maybe uh, I don't really, I'm not really 100% convinced that that's Abadaga playing. That might be like two two children stacked on top of each other with a trench coat and a top hat on. That's right. Faking like it's Abadaga. I thought it was weird Abadaga that they had that he had four hands. Um, <laughs> yeah, two on keyboard, two on mouse. I guess that's the okay. But before before we get to Abadaga, because we will, um, I want to talk about some drafting things. Sure. First, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. We're dumb about draft. We're dumb about League of Legends, but there are some things you're jumping out to me. Yep. And one is Hecarim. All right. Now, I, when I saw Hecarim drafted against us, I immediately went, <sighs> and I tried to remember why, because it, I, I went back on uh, Leaguepedia to see the history of us playing against Hecarim. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really long time, actually, since Hecarim was picked into us. It, it must have been like spring 2021. Before this recent, you know, like it was like three out of four games or something that Hecarim was playing. It felt much more recent to me and it felt awful. Like when I saw it locked in, I was like, you know, <clears throat> I don't think we really uh, play well against that Hecarim fellow, yeah. that Hecarim chap. <laughs> um, but lo and behold, we let it through. It seems like a very meta pick right now, which is kind of annoying because it was meta before, like not too distant past. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like it when we don't get the same thing over and over again, but here we are. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we are 0-3 against Hecarim this year. It does not seem like we know at all what to do when Hecarim is played against us, especially in the team fights. Yeah. The team seems terrified of him. Um, there's a, there was a fight, uh, I think it was in the C9 game, where... It was like four of our people are in the choke point by dragon pit mm-hmm. on blue, on red side. And Abadaga was across the wall, you know, in the other choke point. Yeah. Right. The one like closer to bot lane. And you could see how terrified he was of getting <laughs> over that wall because he didn't want to run into the Akarim. Yeah. And he was like, not actually close enough to really like lob in any of the corky damage. Yeah. Um, he was just like, oh, I guess so. That must have been Dignitas then, because he was on Corky when this happened. Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, he not he's just terrified of the Hecarim. He's not close enough. I think Freak even called out in the cast like he's refuses to use his abilities. I think was the <laughs> I call. Think that, yeah, I remember that call. Do you remember that? Yeah. And uh, you could you could just see it. It's like the team plays differently when Hecarim's there, and. I, I lost count of the times Hecarim got like three or four with the ult. Yeah. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do, but banning it is an option <laughs> or, or playing it yeah. is an option. Grabbing too. it. Yeah. Yeah. What is the state of Hecarim for us? Why aren't we playing it? Why aren't we banning it? I mean, I think that's, it feels to me like we're playing a lot of the same things that we have historically played. Yes. And, uh, you know, just looking back at our, our picks, Lee Sin, uh, Lee Sin, uh, that's a Zin Zhao. We played Lee Sin, we played Zin Zhao, we played Trundle. Yeah. And we played Jarvan. Mm-hmm. That's basically it, right? Yeah, currently that's, that's what's in the meta. Um, yeah, no Hecarim. So, you know, the, the, the typical disclaimer holds when you talk about why aren't we playing these things. 
Don't know. Not sure. Um, I have to imagine that, I mean, Closer is uh, really good and, and likes to play Viego. Uh, and I think the best Viego players are the ones who feel pretty confident on a wide range of champions so that you can effectively use them once you grab their body. I have a hard time believing that he couldn't play Hecarim. But I, I think we could probably <laughs> cross that off the list. Uh, not the most like mechanically um, complex champion, you know. And seems to reward aggression, and he's mm-hmm. certainly an aggressive guy. So yeah, what is it? You know, why <clears throat> why is that not something? Tom Kench is this kind of the same for me. Where um, I, the, my most recent memory is is shortly after the rework, we we saw it come out, and it just looked bad. And so I would I would wager that we're probably not prioritizing or playing Tom Kench because we don't think we're particularly good with it. But that's a problem because Tom Kench is drawing bans from teams. Actually, Cloud9 banned it against us. Um, yeah, I was shocked by that. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember, yeah, I remember our attempt at it and I was like, eh, okay. Yep. Maybe, maybe who he's been grinding it and we just don't know, but... It didn't. It yeah, didn't look I, sharp. I, I was confused I about that as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's yes, I'm actually banned against this too. Maybe it's just because it's so there you go that busted that it's worth banning no matter what. Um, certainly when unless you're Bio us Frost and we don't ban was it. on it, it looked busted. <laughs> yeah, we ba- we banned Caitlyn before. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like could we not have? Is Caitlyn a higher priority ban? Maybe it is. I don't know, but doesn't seem like it. Yep. Well, the Tom Kench was my other thing. So we we actually won a game against Tom Kench. <coughs> we beat EG when they played Tom Kench against us earlier in the round robin. Um, that was a really unfortunate game by EG. Um, I don't know. Kind of surprised that we didn't get beat a little bit more. But we did see again, as I mentioned, we saw, we've seen FBI not know how to handle the W. Mm-hmm. Not and not give it the respect it deserves. Oh. <clears throat> um, even when he's by himself, right? It's like it's not like you've got a thresh lantern waiting for you right. or something. Right. You're by yourself and know you, I wanted to step forward and like auto the turret one more time or something. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah, when Biofrost got Is that higher priority than flashing out? Was it a three or four man <laughs> knockup? He got three, he got three. yes. <laughs> so over over the red buff back wall, uh. he got three in the bush. And like I'm pretty sure I saw that like I think they could they had vision on them coming into it like barely got vision on this he's like oh okay someone's there yeah he went fishing hi and he caught three here's three kills yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like can we not see the can we not see the little circle and just just not go into it or get out of it yeah isn't that how that works just get out of the circle <laughs> if you see the circle on the ground get out of the circle yeah that's how that's how that skill shot works it gives you a warning and, and like it's not like they all three were standing perfectly on the geometric center of the Tom Kench skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's like, can't you get out of that? Cause is it somebody a little closer to the edge than, than someone else? Uh, maybe honestly, get... maybe what they thought was he doesn't know he's catching all three of us. We're going to get a kill. No, he doesn't We're going to kill a free kill. All his friends were also there. Unfortunately. <sighs> I was kind of later in the game, if I remember right, yeah. too. So it's like, he's going to be sufficiently tanky. Yeah. He was popping off. Yep. I think this was after the FBI solo game. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's, 
It's clearly. Oh, I forgot to make a note. Gosh, on that game. I think in that game, I would need to go back and look or someone would need to tell me. I think we got a Herald that we didn't use in that game. That would be, I hope would I'm be the wrong about top. that. Yeah. If someone can investigate that and let me know in chat, that would be excellent. But I'm pretty sure. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah. Tom Kench, another champ we don't know how to play against. And then it's not just letting those champs through, but it's again playing what appears to be a pretty stale, you know, yeah. pretty stale selection of picks. Now, I don't know. I mean, we pulled out Ari. Yeah. And it looked, like I said, it, other than just the skill shots not landing at critical times, it honestly, it looked pretty good. And there, in the, in the first game, the TSM game, yeah. I would argue like he was really like going off yeah. with Ari. So yeah. nine, one, I four. don't know. Looked okay, but it's like, we got the same junglers over and over again. Um, pretty much the same bot lane over and over again. Alistair was a, was a great pick that Winston played. We haven't touched that. Um, I don't know. Is it, am I overreacting? I mean, somebody pulled out Aurelia, right? Yeah. Are we, maybe, maybe it's not so much that our met, our, our picks are stale, but that our picks are wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've got the wrong priority on what we should be playing. I don't know. You have any, anything for me here? Um, I, it, I, I think it just feels stale. I think that's it. I think you've said it. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels a lot like we're playing. Honestly, it feels like we're playing last patch, you know, um, where we don't have, you know, gone are the days. It feels like where we're the ones who are first to something. Um, By the way, Cosmic Flash saying we, we did drop the Herald mid. But it was with a bad mm. wave, so they destroyed it without getting any anything done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and passed an opportunity to drop a top lane, which I remember that. I remember being like, "Huh, not sure why we did that." So yeah, <laughs> a, yeah. I guess a, a a bad decision in the end. And as Kusino's pointing out, like the Trindamir pick was good by us. Yes, we have done some of these things. We've done Trindamir. We have the Ari. Um, you know. We haven't seen Azari, but I'm guessing it's because it's been banned every time or we've been on. It's the, almost yeah, always. It feels banned, like it's a yeah. perma ban. Um, you know, we're seeing Jinx. Like we're seeing the stuff that is is really. It's not like we're not playing. We're seeing the arcane champs. champs. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're seeing the Jace. So I don't know, but it just feels like we're playing the stuff that everybody's playing. And then you get something that not everybody's playing or that is like the next thing like the Hecarim and it feels like we get punished in those situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's one thing to be able to play the consensus strong picks. I think uh, part of the goal here just in general is to anticipate what is the next strong thing because people have less practice against it and um, they will have not prepared it as much themselves. Right. So you don't have to worry about them grabbing it uh and i think right now we're we're almost always in that position it feels like um probably trinomir being the exception but but that's yeah you know, that's not we're not that's not new tech like that's just us flexing someday's muscles on people and that seems to be one of the only things working for us in any, <clears throat> in any consistency so 
Let's talk about that then. Let's move to that. Yeah. Some days carrying. He's done well this split. He really has. Mm -hmm. He has been the most consistent bright spot for the team. Yep. He's played at about as high a level as we've seen him play for 100 Thieves. It's not always resulting in wins. There have been a couple times where we've been unable to convert the lane lead into any sort of meaningful effect, like, for instance, this game against Ignitas, right? Where he beat Fate God pretty handily in lane. Um, If I'm remembering right, I think... <clears throat> after someday got the first kill against fake God, then he gave one back pretty quick. Mm. Uh, but he did solo kill him later and had a CS lead. The Jace gets ahead. We saw what summit did with that, but someday didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things I, I, I think are worth mentioning. I think the Aurelia game is probably an interesting one to look at and, and question, you know, um, like I think, I think someday got outplayed by Summit, without question yeah. in my mind. Um, I, I think that was a gauntlet was thrown down, and I think Summit picked it up and put it on his own hand, right? And that's how that goes. So the the one that I will give someday more of a pass on is the Dignitas game on Jace, where y- you can only, you know. Even the best player will lose a game if everyone else on their team is trying to throw. <laughs> and it just felt like everybody else was making these incredibly um, poor plays. <laughs> so I will give someday a lot more of a pass for that game. Um, like I think he did what he could, but he 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 didn't one v nine. If you're gonna fall, it's like okay, he didn't one v nine. That's and that's on you someday. Yeah, but <laughs> the other four guys had something to do with it too. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. I think the point though is not always knowing what to do once we get him ahead. Well, I um, mean, in that game, I think very specifically, it's not that we didn't know what to do. It's that people were actively doing the wrong things. You know, it's getting caught out. It's giving over solo kills. It's using key utility, <laughs> utility, cooldowns in really puzzling ways you know like he's jace he's he's got a pretty limited kit he's gonna need you guys to be keeping them at least sort of occupied so he can chip them down you know that kind of thing okay fair enough um it's it's a fraught conversation with longtime under these fans because we had a problem like this in past splits where someday was one V nine and usually it didn't pan out. Yeah. Um, and you just don't think with this supporting cast that that should be happening. Should right? not be happening. Absolutely. And that's why we've been successful in the past because it hasn't been happening. Like this is one of the only times I can think of where someday is literally the only guy who showed up to play. Um, and our past iterations with someday I think there were, there were many more occasions where it felt like the team just didn't know how to enable him or how to play. And it wasn't like you had these unforced errors. It's just like, we're just not getting the setup here. Um, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not creating a path for someday to convert his lead into you know, objectives. Um, so, I mean, this one was like, it was like a, a comedy of errors, right? <laughs> so felt very different. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> you know what's extra odd about that to me is, as we pointed out several times, 
it feels like the synergy in the early game between him and closer is excellent. Yeah, agreed. That's what's so weird about it is like their their like pre ten minute ganks are successful at such a high rate. Yeah, and it seems like someday is just like really learned how to best bait for closer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And and he's doing such a good job of that. And it just seems like oh boom every single time they're gonna get a kill. And that will yield some lane advantage, <clears throat> excuse me, lane advantage for someday, which he's then able to push and mm-hmm. win the lane. It's just post win the lane that things are falling apart. <laughs> right. Um, there was a really sweet setup uh, against fake God where um, there was like a, am I remembering this right? Is like, yeah, yeah. There was closer. Closer got did he get the knock up with the Jin the Zin Zhao like W? The third hit of the Q. And and someday like f- followed through with the shock blast. And it was like perfect. It was like the perfect distance, perfect everything, and fake got flashed out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like if that kill goes over, it's like, man, they are just crazy. Yeah. And even though they didn't get the kill, you still get flash out of fake god. Cool. Yeah. You know. They are just doing such an excellent job. And that's why this is even more puzzling where it's like, okay, yeah, they seem to be, yeah. you know, really on the same page early game. So what happens late game? Cause clearly the team is not, you know, not treating the, the yeah. late game macro decisions and fights with the, the proper care. Yeah. <laughs> should we say? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's this, it's weird because again, like with in the past, in the past split, You've had jungle gap, you've had bot gap that you can you can really ride to victory. And it almost feels now like we have this what should be an insurance policy, which is someday's uh, gonna take this game over if you guys just right, you know, jump in the backpack and they're you know, and then they like grab the backpack but they forget to like move, you know, lift their feet off the ground, so they're just dragging and he can't <laughs> he can't carry them. Uh, you know. It's weird because They've gone from, hey, I'm going to carry this game to I'm going to single-handedly make enough mistakes that this game is unwinnable. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's like a, a positive sign for going forward where it's like, well, at least the early game someday closer synergy is probably the best it's ever been. Yeah. So as long as we can address some other things, then we should have a pretty reliable early game advantage. Uh, even if I'm not remembering wrong, I think like even against summit things were okay in top lane for a, a while, you know? Yeah. I th- wouldn't say great, but like, yeah. you know, it was like summit's not smashing us. We're, we're holding even in top lane mm-hmm. felt like that, you know, maybe I'm wrong in retrospect, but I don't know. So that's that's something to maybe stand on for the future. But that doesn't, you know, that that's one of the the bright spots. There are more dark spots that we weren't expecting that kind of outweigh those things. Like for instance, what has happened to our bottling? I don't know. Very good question. FBI was was all pro first team 80 carry last season. And I, I felt like who he kind of got shafted mm-hmm. because he, who he like played so consistent and so well last split. Yeah. 
And then now, I'm not sure who we've been winning against in bot lane. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, a sad question to have to face. I'm not sure we really win in bot lane. Yeah. Like, did we even win bot lane against TSM? I can't remember specifically. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we didn't early. Um, we, what used to be like the most reliable thing and the, the crutch that we could always lean on now seems to be like the weakness, right? Where for who knows what reason, um, do you think like when it comes to like priority on placing blame here, let's play blame game, Mm -hmm. not accepting both as an answer, more FBI's fault or more who he's fault. I think more who he's fault. Me too. Yep. Me too. So tell me about that. I'll see if I point out anything that you've left out. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tricky in some ways. Um, I think it's easy to have a support who is kind of the, the victim of bad circumstances, right? Especially when yeah. you're on a champion like Leona and you have an engage and no disengage, right? You have an engage and endure is kind of your, like, that's the plan. Weather, yeah. weather the storm. Engage, push the W and hope it lasts long <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but I do think, you know, I, I think you have to be careful to not excuse what in a lot of cases, I think it's just been decisions that were not the right decision to make, right? Um, so it, it can't all be put on the team. The, the lane stuff is what feels a little bit more, uh, honestly, more concerning. No, I don't know if I'd say more concerning. It's just more out of character. Uh, well, I don't even know if I'd say that, to be honest with you. Because I think consistently in the last split, what we talked about so often, and oftentimes we did it as an afterthought because that's sport life, was like, man, who he's <laughs> looking crisp. We need this guy on engaged champs. He's just clean on engage. He gets, if he's on Nautilus, watch out. He's going to CC your whole entire team, you know, throughout this <laughs> CC fight. CC your life. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there are other factors at play. This, this is maybe the weird, I'll highlight the weird thing for me, and you can let me know if you agree. The weird thing for me is the lane stuff. Yeah. Because I think, um, or actually, no. Mm, maybe the weird thing for me is the team fight stuff because um, what in the game has changed significantly about the team fight phase? And and maybe, yeah, I'm glad you have something on cue. And uh, maybe it's just the fact that the lane phase is so different that we're not showing up to the team fight phase in the that's same. That's exactly position. what, that, that's, so that's what I think. What I think, yeah. because I, I see what you're saying, it's like what, what has tended to happen as we highlighted earlier when we talked about the C9 game is that who he like is kind of engaging at all costs. Mm-hmm. He's like, <clears throat> if I find the engage, right. we're good. So he just finds the engage. There's never like disengage. There's never like, I mean, I guess he doesn't have a lot to peel with usually, but you know what I mean? It's like, he's, he's always looking for a way in. Mm-hmm. I think he got real used to that last year because we were always ahead. Basically. Yes. He was like <laughs> him and FBI were always super strong. Yeah. And so like, right. you know, you see a lot of these turn and hook in mm-hmm. like fake retreat, turn and hook in. And he lands it so many times. Like he actually like he, he threads the needle, gets the hook. Yeah. Uh, but the other team just too strong when that happens and he gets popped early. FBI has to run or maybe FBI gets popped early. 
it just, it seems like he does that expecting that things are going to be like last season and we'll win. We'll win the fight because we're ahead. Yeah. And I don't, I just think that that doesn't apply anymore right. because we're usually behind now in bot lane for whatever reason, which is well, so weird to me. And I think that's a, that's a really important point because the, the window used to need to be only like a crack open for FBI to get yeah. in there and delete two to three people. <laughs> You know, and now that's just not the case. Like you said, the the lead is smaller in a lot of cases, or it's it's not a lead. Um, so I'm sure that takes some adjusting too. You know, like he's he's calibrated his decision making based on the fact that he's got FBI behind him and potentially closer too, who's ready to just absolutely ruin people. Um, yeah, and when that doesn't happen, yeah, he can look kind of silly, right? So it's like, but that's that is. You know, I don't think you can excuse it fully. Like he has to adjust to the reality of the situation, sure, and know when it is a good time to go in and when it's not. Um, yeah. So it's it's funny earlier on in the season, <clears throat> like during lock in. Remember, it was like, oh, Enchanter, Enchanter bot lanes, Enchanter supports, like that's making it a comeback, you know. And he played uh, Lulu and Karma against Stigmatos when we got O two during lock in. <laughs> Yeah. And it and it looked bad. Like right. it did not look like he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So engage support is pretty much a must. It seems like. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's like hook hook champs, right? Yeah. Whether it's the Nautilus hook, whether it's the Leona E, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call that a hook because that's kind of what happens. You stick to them. You right. You root them in place, in place. And, and then one champion travels. Right. And then one or two <laughs> thresh also. Yeah. Right. It's like, that's, that's just how his brain works. But yikes, man. It is with, without the leads. He's just not, he's just not doing it. And in lane phase, honestly, I think, I think a lot of lane phase actually does go back to him as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the fight starts there. It's like, um, he really wants to find those early skirmishes and a lot of times it's costing. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they turn around, they lose a skirmish. Um, maybe the engages at the wrong time. I think FBI has been playing a little farther back, a little more passive than usual. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's, maybe FBI is just trying to like, maybe he feels like he has to play safer based on what's been happening. Yeah. But I don't see the killer instinct out of him anymore. Right. You know, I don't see it in the same way. Like, yeah. you could just see him thirsty for kills last split. Like, it was like, you could just see the way he positioned and the way he, like, always forced himself into a spot where he can get auto attacks off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like he's got the bloodlust anymore. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that, again, you could say teleport changes, um, strategic shifts, having, you know, having a mid lane not being pushed out as frequently. Like there are a lot of different things that you could point to, to say, maybe this is why, but I, I think back to worlds and these guys were, they were getting if I'm not mistaken, two V two kills against yeah. worlds bot lanes. So it's mm-hmm. like you come back and you can't even, you know, how are we going even with some of the worst bot lanes in the LCS? Like this doesn't make sense. This just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Yeah. So I think we've got a significant problem in bot lane as well. Yeah. Um, I don't want to 
overlook that. And I, th- I think I'm leaning at this point towards it's more of a who he problem than an FBI problem. But I do think FBI is playing without the same swagger and confidence. And maybe it's just because we're losing or whatever, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem to be working right now. So that'd be one of my priorities for what to fix is like, get those guys to figure out whatever the issue is. Right. Because I, I genuinely believe a lot of that is in lane. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it goes yep. back to what happens in the lane phase. Right, right. They're just not getting the same advantage that they're used to in lane phase. That's yeah. just what happens. It's a knock-on effect then that makes the rest of the game look not as, as sharp as it has right. in the past. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I don't really... I don't think Closer's been himself yeah. like in the same way, but I also don't think he's really played that bad. So I... like. Right now, I kind of don't have anything to say on closer. It's like, yeah, it it has he he definitely doesn't look like he did in playoffs, uh, last split. But I I don't know. I have a hard time being like, oh yeah, closer has a lot to do with the problems that we're having. Yeah, some people don't see it that way, and that's why I bring that up. I am I missing something about that? I mean, I a couple people in my Twitter mentions like mentioned him as a candidate for replacing, and hmm. to me, I was like. <laughs> Hmm? <laughs> it, did I miss something? Or are you with me? I mean, I, look, if, it, if any position is one that I feel probably least qualified to give a critical analysis of, it's, sure. it's probably jungle just because the like pathing, all of these things that people who spend a lot of time playing jungle are from, more familiar with and understand. I don't have any of that exposure. The things that are easy to watch with, with closer is, you know, his objective play, like, he is great at smiting. He is. Uh, and, and we're not getting as many dragons, but we also don't have bot prio permanently anymore. Yeah, we don't have bot prio. And also we don't have mid prio either. So yeah, good luck true. getting a dragon when we got a mid lane <laughs> gank this weekend. Did you see that? Uh, no, we got a mid lane gank and go? I think it was successful, okay, but there you go. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I think it's the, the thing that is more indicative of a problem with closer is, and this is by no means like, a, a careful analysis you just look at his stat lines and he's not getting kills uh and here is your like so, sorry mm-hmm. for being so obvious but it feels like the overall position like okay even even on a bad game where we have basically no shot dignitas you know someday ends up with a 4 3 no stat line like he's still getting kills so the fact that even in a bad game and this didn't used to be the case even in a bad game even in our worst game the fact that closer is ending with what looks like a support stat line, right? He's playing it feels like he's playing a more um, supportive engage style. Like I think I'll actually just pull it up really quick. He ended up one, five and two, you know, and everybody had a bad stat line in that game, except for someday who, you know, as a Jace, that's not the stat line you want, but it wasn't like yeah. triple negative. Um, you know, and Lee Sin two, five and four. And then on the, uh, first Lee Sin game that we won he was 109 so even that it's like that's not a carry stat line and that's that's not a team setting him up to carry either sure um so for me that feels if, if we're gonna say like okay what's something to work on but bot, bot lane is let's get lane figured out for closer it's like well let's figure out how we can get him back to consistent carry performances we don't need him to have nine assists we need him to have nine kills 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of fair. I mean, I don't know. He, he just, it hasn't looked radically different to me just that, you know, we're not getting results as much. So I'm not, I'm not willing to like sit here and focus on closer and point to him as a thing. Cause I just think there are many other pressing things, including I need to issue uh, an, an adjustment to my referendum on Abadaga. So here we go on. That. Oh, wait, before you get there, this is my one, one time to do that in this episode. Uh, I think it doesn't help a ton that Viego is currently out of meta. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's he's got other jugglers, he has other jugglers, right? He's played Lee Sin a bunch. He was dominant on Lee Sin. He's played Lee Sin. I think his best champ is Viego. It's just, you know, it, it became his signature. Like, he, they made a video yeah. about him being Viego. So, it, you know, like, that's one less opportunity for him to do what he does. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so Abadaga. Cast your mind back to last week when I gave a, a semi-passioned um, defense of him because I was like, look, what I, what I said was, eye test-wise, I agree he doesn't look sharp. It looks, it looks not great eye test-wise. Mm-hmm. But statistics seem to be like, hey, he's actually like contributing just as much or more as he did when we were winning big, Okay. And he was doing that without being given the same resources that he was given in, in right. the previous. So I was like, yeah, so maybe he's actually doing okay. And it just, he has those moments at bad times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, the eye test thing got so bad, <laughs> yeah. as bad as it's ever been. Um, and the stats didn't do well this weekend either. Mm. You went back and looked at him. It was, yeah, well, like, I didn't look at the change, you know, that this week yeah. imparted, but it's like, clearly, you know, yeah. it wasn't the same. I, I am officially in, like, this zone where I don't, I don't know what's going on with him, mm-hmm. okay? So, if you are one of those people that's like, look, Abadaga is playing bad this split, I can no longer refute you. I think that people were saying that earlier in the split than was justified. Yeah. Because what he did this past week was demonstrably worse than what he's done in the other weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. But it it got comical. It really did. Yeah. So I'm not going to defend that. Like so much of it is um, just like I don't know what he thought. Um, Schizomatic says it seems like he's running on autopilot. Kind of does, but... Even autopilot wouldn't have walked back into that Victor. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, nothing about that makes sense to me. So I can only assume that there is something in his life or something like with the team or whatever, where he's just not feeling like himself. Yeah. Maybe this has happened before when he was still in Europe. I don't really know the history that well, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has a history of good splits and bad splits, but we are definitively in a bad split with him right now. Now, remember what I said. I am sticking to my dang guns. Mm -hmm. If he sucks this split and we don't do well at all, which is the current trend. If the split ended today, that's what you'd say. Yeah, that's what we'd say. I'm still rolling with him for summer. All right. I, I think people are underestimating how hard it is to find a good mid lane talent. And people point to the fact that he's an import. 
All right, where else are we going to use our import slot if not in mid? And which domestic talent are we going to put there? Okay, obviously we're going to use an import mid. So what other import mid are we going to put in that slot? And I see people talking about like, oh, we need Jensen or we need Niski. And I'm here to tell you right now, that ain't going to solve the problem right now. So no, <laughs> that's not going to do it. Now, Abadaga right now in current form is also not going to do it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to win a title. So something has, yeah, we're not going to win a title if he's playing like this. So something's got to change. I hope, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not having a hard time adjusting or whatever, just like in a rut. I hope that's not the case. And if he is, I hope something can pull him out of it. But right now, man, it is looking rough and we have no real solution. So I don't, that's kind of a worry. You know, that's kind of a worry. Yeah. We don't have a great solution. We had this thing locked down last split, and now here we go. Yeah. Um, there's probably going to come a time where it'll just switch back on. All right. But until that happens, it's going to be real rough around here. Yeah. Yep. Uh... Do you think he's just being ignored? It looks like in the fights, like that he just does things differently. Ignored by whom? The team. Like the team is, um, like not listening the team to him. Is not, like not, not following. Yeah. You know, you've been in League of Legends games where like a player is trying <laughs> to do things, and you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I I really don't know, and I got to imagine, um. That that dig game must have been very tilting to play in. Uh, just so it's possible that at that point nobody was talking to anybody about anything. You know, people weren't really on their A game. Yeah. Um. I think that I, the question I have for you is, um, in a way, actually. So there's this kind of this weird thing, this thought I've had as you were talking, which is the fact that he was good before. And the fact that he just looks like a different player now, it almost makes me not as worried if he if it looked like he had just lost his edge. Like it looks like he has lost his ability to pay attention to the game, which feels like a separate thing, right? Like it doesn't look like he's lost a step, which happens. It looks like he's not really playing. It looks like he's not moving. It looks like he's stopped stepping altogether. Um so in that, you know, maybe a different way to say this is like in, in baseball, right? Pitchers can get this thing called the yips, which is where you you literally forget how to throw a baseball. It's your entire job. You forget how to throw a baseball and it, and it will last for a bit. It it looks to me like he's got a bad case of the yips. Like the, sometimes it lasts permanently. It does last permanently sometimes. Uh, don't say this. So. The alternative is that he's just not as good as he was, which feels like a really weird thing, right? And I think that the thing you said is totally valid. It's possible there's other stuff going on. It's always possible there's other stuff going on we don't know about. You know, like maybe mentally he's not in the right space to dedicate the insane amount of time and energy you need to to be one of the top, you know, League of Legends players in the world. Speaking of, if anyone knows anything about Champions Q, what he's doing there, let us know in chat. That'd be interesting. So, all that being said. Um, there are two 
two distinct possibilities that I see right now. One is that we have a performance issue and, and that he is, for whatever reason, losing pace with the competition. And the other is that something's up. And if something's up, we got to solve something. And I feel like that might actually be an easier thing to do in some ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think that, um, I think that you stick with him until it's clear that something has become not just like a passing thing. At which point you gotta, you gotta make some hard decisions. Yeah. But it's like, maybe we gotta well, get this dude into like a yoga program or you know, like maybe he needs to do some meditation. I don't know. Switch his diet, you know, like go for walks in the morning. <laughs> Try stuff, you know, sleep facing the other end of your bed. Who knows, you know, uh, but let's try it and see what happens. Well, until we get that figured out, not only are we not running a six man roster, we're also not running a five man roster. (laughs) So I really do. I really do hope we get that sorted out. Um, and we, we hope that that's soon. Okay, so speaking of roster stuff, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and this is going to bleed over with a lot of listener takes, so I think like I may let this little segment serve as an answer to some of the listener takes, but um, a lot of people are talking about roster changes. Okay, first of all, I don't think we're going to see tenacity. I think they abandoned that. Interesting. Some people have brought up tenacity, roll swap to mid. I don't think that's happening. I know it worked for Fudge. Chovy was playing top a while ago. Mid and top, I guess you could say. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. All right. Uh, look, I, I get that things feel super bad right now. But we have lost four games in a period of four weeks. We've had worse before Mm -hmm. and we've had just as bad before, including, do you remember our streak at the end of the summer split last year? Yep. It's like, we kind of were wondering how well we were going to do in the playoffs. And then we won. Um, and then we won everything, you know, uh, we dropped games like leading up to playoffs. We dropped games to golden guardians. We dropped games to immortals. We lost games to Dignitas. Hmm. We lost. Uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't look that great, right? And that, like, things that should not have happened, and they did. Yet, we were still able to put it all together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, oh, oh, that just brings it home. Do you know what we need to do, Jordan? We need to watch Mad Lions VODs again. There it is. Isn't that what, what fixed all of our problems there last year during playoffs? Oh, easy um but look the the thing is and this is a serious point it feels real bad especially how it ended right but let's theoretically say last week's weekend super week was a four game week instead of a three game week the dignitas game was third and then we played say eg right after that and we beat eg Mm -hmm. EG not in the best spot right now, right? 
Do you think we would be feeling this bad about the team if we turn around and beat EG? I don't think so. I don't think it would yep. be such a skies falling thing for people. Probably not. Yep. And that's what one win over very medium tier competition could do. Right. Right. This is not the time to replace some players. No, I agree. It's I fully not. agree. And let me say for the 1000th time, this is the roster that won the LCS championship just last split. Have some respect. They've earned a cushion. We do expect to win. We expect to be good. We're not living up to that expectation right now. No doubts about it. Yeah. But give them some respect. Give them some time. They earned it. They really earned it. And we know, and we've seen it this split. We've seen the level that we can play at. We've had games where we've looked very good. We beat Team Liquid. We're one of the two teams to do that. Right. Right? Um, in fact, we should contextualize our record. This is weird, okay? Our record is like the weirdest thing. We're five, we're five and four. Our wins are against Team Liquid, who's tied for first. CLG, who's in ninth. Cool. EG, tied for sixth. Golden Guardians, tied for third with us. Yeah. By the way. And TSM in last place. So it's like got win against the top, wins against the bottom, couple wins against the middle too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On the loss side, lost to Immortals, tied for sixth. Lost to FlyQuest with us tied at third. Lost to C9, tied for first. And lost to Dignitas, tied for sixth. Sixth place is a game behind us, right? Yeah. So it's like... We're in the muddy middle, Cole. Welcome back. We're in, yeah, we are. We're, it's whatever they used to call it. Like, that's what we're in. Yeah. And, and we've had the peak and we've had the, the valley, right? The soup. I don't... We call that. Yeah, the soup. They yeah. used to call it the soup. I think that's just the way things are right now. And, and those teams, they're not spread out by so many games. You know, it's still kind of just a cluster. Yeah. But we're one of the two teams to beat Team Liquid. We know we can put it together really well. It's just a matter of whether we do. Right now, we are a high-variance team capable of good things and capable of the worst things <laughs> also, it turns out. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a, that thought had crossed my mind, too. That phrase that is probably overused, but high-variance. I think that going into this split, we, we had hoped and thought that the variance might be you know, like our low point might be 50% on our worst day. We're going to be like a mediocre team uh, sitting around average. What we've learned is that the variance is, it actually covers almost the entire line. And that at our low point, <laughs> yeah. we are an incomprehensibly bad looking team. <laughs> we could lose to nearly anybody with a performance like that. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to just be goofy, but like, if you make that many unforced errors in one game, like, it's gonna be really hard to win against anybody in the LCS. Um, and then at our best, we're, you know, we could beat Team Liquid. So, uh, that that isn't, that shouldn't sound reassuring. I don't think it does. Um, but it, you know, that's not what you want. You want to be, you want to narrow that band way down and then scoot it up towards the one to two. One to two line. That's the goal. So yeah. we've fallen from that. We need to fix those things. We have to make sure that we don't have these games like where we just don't show up. Yeah. 
All right. Well, um, we're already pretty far into this, so let's uh, let's do a, a flyby of some of these listener takes here. Flyby. Um, Jukes said, FBI has been losing his confidence in fights lately, not putting in the damage when he needs to be, and is backing off from them a lot. We agree with that sentiment. Obviously, we discussed that earlier. Um, so that's good. Um, Real Connection said, our take on the meta is behind. We're still playing junglers that build Sterics and Gore Drinker that used to have a high early power spike when now it seems to be Hecarim and Trundle. So why haven't we played Hecarim yet in Super Week? The only one in Super Week, only one team lost that played Heck. So, mm. uh, yeah, kind of, I think it's like a more technical and insightful thing about the jungle where it's like, yeah, we clearly agree that, you know, our meta take may be a little stale or off in the, you know, everything besides Trindamir, basically. But the whole thing about the builds, you know, used to have the early high power spike for closer, mm. and now that's not as available. So that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> Erdoro all the way from Sweden suggested we temper temporarily sub in tenacity uh mid or someday mid while Abadaga's in this weird slump. The last two games were not great. The problem with that is then you don't give Abadaga time to fix it. Um unless you're gonna let him have time to back away and like, hey, I'm gonna take two weeks off just for mental. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. And then the other the other part about that is uh we are in a battle for playoff position right now. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't necessarily just take breaks. I mean, I know it doesn't look great right now with Abadaga in, but maybe that's better th- to, to take that chance with someone who we know can do it at times versus um, the question mark of whether tenacity can play the role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything to add there? Uh, the thought that came to my head while you're talking about that is, you know, we are in playoff contention, fighting for our spot for spring. And as we talked about early, like this is weighted towards summer now. And I mean, I think so. If you call for, if you're calling for roster changes now, I mean, I have to assume that you believe that that's going to give us a greater chance of winning spring or like, you know, competing for spring. I don't know. It, it feels to me like, is there a version of this where we don't have to make these program altering decisions in an, in like, is it like what been a month, six weeks? I don't know. I don't know how long, Yeah, you know, I can't lock in a little bit bigger. So it, it just feels to me like, I think I'm, I'm, as we've talked about this, I think I'm leaning more towards your thing, which is like, look, if we, if we play this roster out and it, and we fail in summer and we don't, accomplish what we hope to and set out to then i think you know um but yeah and it's like do you and look as a as a gm or a coach or something which mistake do you want to make do you want to make the mistake of betting on the team that won the split last year Mm -hmm. or make the mistake of subbing in a top laner for the player that won you the chip last year right and and that failing right like which mistake is Mm -hmm. worse to make right I think it's the latter, right? So um, that optimizes the <laughs> decision-making yep. a bit. Right. Um, Nick Moore says, something, something, Abba, something, something, spring, something, something, bad, something, something. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better <laughs> myself. Bamatide says, in all three games this week, someday was on Kerry Champs and was the bright spot of the team. In each loss, he was literally 1v9. I'm in agreement with that. 
and this has been a big thing for Bama Tide this year. Bama Tide is caping for someday carry. Um, and rightfully so this year. Yeah. So yep. I think in past years we've seen more. Not sure if that's the right take, but it seems like this year that one's bang on. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think that's on. The thing that I, I think is based on history, I expect that will fall short. Um, I don't think it's a winning recipe to just accept that someday is going to be our carry, our primary and sole carry. So yes, it might be that we need to lean on him more while the rest of the team figures some stuff out. But if we hope to actually make a deep run in playoffs and or win again, we have to get the other stuff figured out. It's not going to be yep. someday versus the world. We've seen that For sure. movie and it doesn't end with us holding a trophy. For sure. Uh, Rush GG said our bot lane had access to Luger and Poom to practice against an Academy last year. Mm. This could be a factor of bot lane slumping. And to me, it's like, mm. wow, seems like a really obvious thing that we just didn't mention. Yeah. I never mentioned it. But entirely possible that, you know, iron sh- sharpens iron or whatever the thing mm. is. Um, yeah. So maybe they just don't have as much of a challenge from our current Academy guys. That's, that's an interesting should be obvious thought, but you know, obviously I haven't been thinking that direction. I thought of it either. Yeah. Kelsey would be smarter very than smart us, than us always for not realizing she that. would. Yeah. Hey, we mentioned Academy Kelsey. <laughs> uh, McAdee 88 took, uh, took issue with my tweet after the Dignitas game because he said, no claims title contenders is a bit drastic. We played some good games against decent teams. Players are still playing well, but they do need to clean up some areas. TL look like clear favorites, but to say Hunter T isn't top three is crazy to me. Lots of teams have slumped during the season. Good reminder, though, as I pointed out earlier, we also we did slump last year right before we won. So. Yep. Um, and then finally, this one. This is the only one I think we'll talk about for a, a more, you know, a, a lengthier amount of time. This one comes from who else? From JC101, who probably has the, he, this is probably, he has gotten the kill streak activated off of <laughs> listener takes in a row on the pod. He says, hot take, internal issues with the team is the reason we hadn't had any behind the scenes content like the Heist 2.0. Hmm. So, hmm. takes like this. In the past, I've brushed them aside with a chuckle. Yes. Right. Because it's like, look, there are other things at play. It's still true. There are other things at play. The heist, they, they told us the heist is over, right? Right. They were completing that series and they didn't give a clear indication of, is there going to be something in its place? If there is something in its place, is it going to be the same format? What does that look like? There was never any explanation or direction there. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're not giving us something they promised. I have suspected that for a lot of the heist um, in recent couple of seasons, I guess the numbers have been down to the point where it may have not been worth it to them to keep putting in the same amount of effort into producing those. And I mean, in some cases you have to like the heist wasn't a weekly thing last year. Right. And some of it, you know, obviously the end of the season one where they won the championship was killer. It was amazing. Do not forget that because we need to make sure that's nominated for content piece of the year mm-hmm. at the esports awards. 
because it came out right after the cutoff right. for nominations. Right. So we need to keep that fresh in our memory. Anyway, um, I think that there are several reasons why we wouldn't have a thing like the heist in play right now. Those are a couple of them. But I kind of think that maybe this could be part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the deciding factor, but I am wondering what it's like behind the scenes right there, you know, right now, because everybody is quiet. Yeah, right. There is just nothing really being said. Um, I think with some of the mistakes that have been made in the play, that some players would have grounds to be unhappy with other players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it doesn't seem like interviews are coming out with the same frequency. Doesn't seem like tweets, post-game tweets are coming out with the same frequency. We got Papa Smithy saying, oh, let me find it. Um, something to the effect of we weren't good enough on the day. Dignitas was the better team. Uh, what is it exactly? He said, today we weren't good enough. We have a lot of work to do to get back to where we want to be. GG, well played to Dignitas. You guys have had our number in 2022. But we haven't had much else coming out of Papa Smithy, who who used to kind of tweet after like every game, basically. Um, Mont's pointing out, we have had some comms videos and they, they've seemed a little weird at times. Like they're, I, I feel like I saw one where it, Closer was just being ignored in comms. That was kind of weird. Mm. Um, I don't know. But I'm wondering if maybe things aren't peachy over there. Yeah. That's something I'm also hearing as like a take pretty often is like Master Roshi's not there anymore. Mm. Um, referring to the mental health coach or whatever. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, because I like, I liked him. I thought he had a good effect on the team. It was cool seeing him in the content. I'm sure it did not hurt. Okay. But I'm not sure having him means the season's peachy right now. Yeah. I think this is probably bigger than Master Roshi. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't, um, you, what's the word I'm looking for? You can't disprove a negative. Is that? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, how do you, <laughs> right? Uh, that maybe that's not right, but you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, it, it is one of those things where you have to, you have to at least stop and wonder, you know, if the team is less resilient, I think that's a big part of what, like one of those types of positions focuses on is resilience and let's get our heads in the right space. If the team is less resilient, it's like, I think on the on the the broadcast they said this team still looks shaken from their loss to C9 yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know? So everybody's recognizing it. Not not like man there's a really big thing. Everybody recognizes the possibility that a team can get into their own head about this stuff. We're not as good as we were. These other teams are better. You know, we just got absolutely shellacked by c9 and that's you know that that's our competition and now here's how we're going to show up against dig so i don't know i mean you can't there's nothing to do about it because it's done but worth mentioning it's the third game of super week also so it's like hey we got one more game to prepare for also and it's the team that looks the weakest of the ones that we're playing Mm -hmm. yeah i guess tsm Mm, 
TSM maybe. TSM you probably prepare for because if it's, you lose it's TSM. With, with a busy game schedule, maybe it's easy to overlook yeah. one opponent. Yeah. So I I will give it I will give it um a consideration at the very least. The fact that we've we don't yeah. have that position. Um and then the content stuff, yeah, I don't think it's a great sign. And this is always the thing with with uh esports teams, right? Like think about the uh <laughs> The announcement video that Vitality did, and then the way their season started. Yeah. It's a brutal space. If you make a big deal yeah. of yourself and then you show up and you are not competing, you're inviting memes. Um, so it's it's a rough one. It's like it's a hard thing to feel really confident in making big plans for. Um, and then if it's not going well, like, is that really what you want to be spending your time on? interviews you know having a bunch of people trying to get footage of stuff having people in the room where you know things are getting tense probably not so yeah i think there's probably i think that's i'm sure there's a a, a, a an element of truth to what jc is saying here yeah i think that's probably the case now i will also say i am the head of the trust the papa campaign right mm-hmm. And I still have that trust. So one of the things I appreciate the most about Papa Smithy is how carefully and thoughtfully he communicates when he does communicate. And he's, you know I mean? He's like a professional. We don't have any Andy situations, mm-hmm. right? Thank goodness. Yeah. We don't have any LS yeah. situations. And I, I think that will continue to be the norm. It's like we have like an adult in the room with Papa Smithy. And so, I think if there's a team that can overcome problems like this, like if there's a team equipped staff wise to deal with it, it's probably yes. So that's a good sign. And Jordan, let's not forget next week. Let's make our predictions next week. We play team liquid and CLG. I mean, what is, what do you feel like if next week is a two Oh for us? I mean, is it like, well, (laughs) we're seven and four, you know, yeah, we we had a really bad end to our super week, but we beat Team Liquid again. You know, it's like, does this all go away? Is there a chance this? And I and and that's overstating it, but is there a chance that like winning next weekend could theoretically undo a lot of the panic? Um, I think it would, because I think people have a pretty short attention span when it comes to <laughs> this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. It wouldn't make me feel a lot better because I think that that outcome is still within this this high variance exactly. realm of possibilities that we talked about. We can still beat TL and then go out and lose our first round of playoffs, you know, in in just unbelievable fashion. So for me, what I need to see is sustained improvement over time. Of course, you want to beat TL. You want to beat everybody you play. It would be great if we did. But until we start showing up looking sharp, even if we lose a game, looking sharp, making it close uh, consistently, then I will still have the concern that we're going to show up. And, and when it really counts, when the chips are all on the table with this kind of performance we saw this last weekend. So that will take time to uh, move away from. Yeah. So from here on out, it's like, if we average winning two thirds of our games, we're probably in a fine spot. Mm-hmm. 
two out of three. That's really not that much of like a winning percentage, right? Yeah. <sighs> I, I think I would need to see a couple weeks of it for me to be like, okay, cool. We do look like we're, uh, you know, more like ourselves again. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think that for a lot of people, wins next week could be big. So that said, Saturday, Team Liquid, what do you think? Lose. They went two and one in Super Week. Oh. <clears throat> I think we lose. You don't even need to hear that. Yeah. Does the loss against Golden Guardians mean anything to you? Not too much. Um, I mean, it happens. I think we are both staggered, and I think they are good. Yeah. And they've got core JJ back, right? Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to play the odds on this one. I think we lose the TL. I too think we lose against Team Liquid. Um, I think that we've shown that we kind of will rise or fall to meet the level of the team we're playing. Um, so I think we, it won't be a horrendous loss, but I do think it's going to be a loss. I don't think it's going to be like this. It's not going to feel as bad as the <laughs> Dignitas game felt, but it will be a loss. Yep. Um, Sunday we play against CLG who's three and six and they went two and one also during their super week, taking down the mighty, mighty TSM and EG and then dropping a game to immortals. Yeah. Thoughts. Uh, I'm going to predict this as I did the first round Robin and that's, we, we, we need to beat CLG and not just because they're lower than they're not in the soup, uh, because this is the team. <laughs> that if we are not outperforming big questions start getting asked this is yeah this is a ninth place team ninth place team and it's a team that you know we sent players to so and i think the only way we lose clgs because i think we are you know i think we have a higher caliber of players across the board clearly we don't always play to that level but i think we do have those players i think the only way we lose to them is if our problems are much greater than uh, even w- w- we're aware of currently. Yeah. If yeah. if it persists over the course of a week of of focused practice, and even with that week of practice and kind of resetting things, you still can't beat CLG. That's a that's a place that I hope that we're not in. I'm going with my heart here. I hope we win. We need to. Uh, I'm going with both my heart and my brain, and I think we do win. Okay. Um, we're going to be familiar with the way this bot lane plays, obviously. Bot lane seems to be a strength source for CLG. Um, maybe they're going to be good guys and gift us the win, like Salamander saying in chat. A little win trade. Yeah. So I, but I, I do think that we're going to go one and one. We're going to beat CLG. We're going to be sitting at six and five with a not bad loss to Team Liquid. And the podcast next week will be me being like, hey, see, things aren't that bad. It's not as bad as you'd think. I mean, watch that game back. We didn't lose that bad. That's going to be me next week. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Fast Drop, forward. But, but if results are uh, different in the negative direction, um, we, may be tr- we may be starting to hit the actual panic zone. I don't know how many more weeks we can go before it's like, okay, we actually may not even be relevant in playoffs. Yeah. And that is the most, that is a disastrous outcome, not being relevant in playoffs. Mm -hmm. If we don't like, if we don't win it, if we don't get to semis or whatever, that's one thing. But if we are not relevant during playoffs, that's a pretty crazy fall from grace. So Mm -hmm. 
We'll have to see how it plays out. Maybe in the meantime, we'll get some more interviews. We'll get some more knowledge. We'll get some more content. I don't think it's coming, <laughs> but maybe we will. Uh, maybe we'll get a six man roster update. <laughs> Who knows? It'll be interesting to hear. It's not owed to us, but maybe we'll get it anyway. <laughs> but there are a lot of, there are more questions than answers with the team right now. And that it can't stay that way. You know, things cannot mm-hmm. remain that way. I mean, yeah. yeah. One way or the other, we'll trend towards clarity. I think. Yeah. Either that we for sure. have it or we don't. What did I call it last week? I called it the, the spring the of spring perplexity. of some perplexity. Okay. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So the spring of perplexity abides, as yes. I said. Yeah. Yeah. It has continued. <laughs> May Jaja grant that it does not continue this weekend. Yeah. Everybody, we appreciate you being here with us. That is our podcast for the week. We will see you this week for rec league and we will see you on monday when we talk about our one one hmm. i already give you preview the pod you know how it goes <laughs> thanks for being with us as always we love you and we miss you already take care wow.